Welcome to Wisconsin DNR's Wild Wisconsin Off the Record Podcast. Information straight from the source. another episode of Wisconsin DNR's Wild Wisconsin Off the Record Podcast. So as a reminder for people listening, this really gives us as DNR staff a really good opportunity to give you kind of a background of the work that we do in the field and in the office to hopefully give you some perspective um, how it affects your time in the field. Uh, We're working hard uh, to make sure you have those quality experiences in the outdoors and also working hard for Wisconsin's wildlife. So today we have another special edition of the podcast. We are doing an episode for the Wild Wisconsin web series. So it's middle of August right now, and the web series is going to be out right around early September. So we're actually with Sean Wozniak from Mayville Engineering Company today, the shooting sports division. So he's going to uh, maybe give a little background about kind of what they do here at MAC, what they have to offer hunters, um, their connection maybe to getting new people involved in the outdoors. Uh, Mayville Engineering Company is also a sponsor for the series. So... Um, They've been a great partner. They were also a sponsor last year. So as a reminder, you're going to be able to find the series on dnr.wi.gov, keywords Wild Wisconsin. So we're really excited uh, to get that out the door. We just finished up shoots, and and they're looking really good. So we're really lucky to have partners like Mac on board. Uh, But as I mentioned, we're here with Sean today. We're going to be talking about anything from home reloading to clay target shooting. Um, So why don't we just get into it, Sean? Do you want to maybe give a little background, maybe your connection to hunting in the outdoors and then maybe give the listeners an overview of, of what you do here at Mac. Sure. No, I do do appreciate you being here today and kind of just a little brief his, history about myself. Um, I actually grew up in Mayville. Um, I'm kind of a transplant from Michigan. Uh, grew up in Mayville and went off to college and fortunate enough to come back and basically come into the shooting sports uh, division for Mac and then just work my way up. I've been with the company eight years. We do specialize in shot show reloading, metallic reloading, and then our clay target division as well. So we're pretty diverse as a company. Um, Shooting sports makes up a portion of Grander Mech, and we have a total of 16 locations throughout the U.S. Um, All this basically started with the reloading division back in 1955. So having that heritage and having that amount of time within the shooting industry is pretty 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 cool so maybe i I think you were getting into it a little bit there but do you maybe want to give the listeners kind of a history of mech because i've heard it before but it's super interesting kind of for how it all started so do you want to touch on that sure so basically from where we're sitting it's about a half mile down by the rock river um ted and leo bachhuber they were avid shooters uh, machinists by trade, and they would travel around to different trap shoots, compete, and they just got sick of buying their own ammunition. So they tinkered around, ended up making a few products. Um, some worked, some didn't. And then the ones that did, they ended up actually taking to some of these shoots, and other people started seeing them, and then that's when the light bulb clicked. So those two were like, well, we can make a business out of this. And then 1955 is when they launched it. 
And ever since then, uh, we have been the world's number one SHOT Show reloader in the market. And it, it's pretty cool to know that the history of the business, it, it started there, and now MEC in general, um, the eighth consecutive year, we're the number one manufacturer in the U.S. So that's another big feather in our hat right there. So a company that started in Wisconsin, and one thing you mentioned when they were going to shoots. So for someone who may not be familiar with what that might mean, can you explain that a little bit? So they would go to different events, different states, and, and compete. So a lot of it was trap shooting at the time. And they would go to the different state shoots, uh, compete against each other. But of course, all the other people that are there participating as well. And, and it was their hobby. They, they really enjoyed to, to shoot and reload. So as a hunter, or maybe even not as a hunter, as a competitive shooter, or just someone who, who likes to go out and shoot clays, so what... Where is the connection with you guys um, in that community? Kind of what do, you, what do you guys have to offer and, and what are you guys all about here? So, so really on the reloading aspect, um, we cater to the hunters, but also the, the actual target shooters as well. With reloading being very, you can customize your loads, um, especially if you're shooting volume as a target shooter, you're shooting a thousand rounds per, per weekend. So it's also cost savings, but also you can reduce the recoil. So instead of going out shooting 100 rounds and be like, man, that recoil got me a little bit, you're able to enjoy the sport as well. On, on the hunting side, you're able to customize the loads as well. So you're doing the game justice. You're, you're, you're making sure that you're as accurate as possible and you're on target and making sure you have, have a clean, clean harvest. And I, th I think that's something we're going to touch on in a little bit, too, but I think that's really important. Uh, two things you said there, I think. Uh, reducing recoil as an option, because especially when I, I think when you're trying to get someone new into the sport, um, I think that that could be a really important way to kind of make that transition a little bit easier. And then obviously from the wildlife side, from a DNR's pr perspective, um, ethical hunting and safe hunting is absolutely huge with us. So knowing what you're shooting being comfortable with the firearm, uh, following tab K. So reloading shot shells at home and kind of the, the products that you guys offer. So can you can you go in depth a little bit more of, of what that actually entails? So we do have a wide range of product offerings, um, just from a basic unit, which is called our 600 Junior Mark V, and going all the way up to our 9000E or 9000H units. One's electrically driven, the other one's hydraulically driven. So we do see a lot of the hunters using more so the single stage 600 junior. And the nice thing is it's very hands-on. So you're able to customize those loads, um, do a little bit lower volume to test and be able to tune that load to where you want it to be. Um, going into the more, more advanced machines like the 9000E or the 9000H, those are more dedicated or specialized into the volume shooters. Those guys want to be able to pump out a lot of rounds. They'd rather be out shooting versus reloading. So in, in between there, we do have the 9000 uh, GN, which is a manual operated progressive machine. And then the number two single stage machine is our Size Master, which is a very good press as well. Um, again, a lot of hunter, hunters use that press. Um, a lot of youth actually coming into the market use this press as well. So I think for, for someone kind of putting my general public hat on for a second, um, I've, I've reloaded at home before, but I think it may seem intimidating to some people. Can you maybe uh, talk about 
what's needed to to kind of get into it is, is are there steps that people can take to kind of uh, get familiar with with how to even do it a lot of it comes down to education uh, we do have a, a wide range of videos how-to videos because that's the biggest question we get a lot of single-family parents coming in to these scholastic shoots mom's worried about well it's gunpowder it's a primer go blow up and, and really it's pretty straightforward and very safe as long as you follow the steps and in, in the videos and worst case you give us a call we're more than happy to work work with new shooters and and be able to walk them through the process of doing so yeah i, th I think we just can't overstate the safety aspect too and, and like i mentioned before just being comfortable with what you're shooting how you're shooting obviously the firearm as well so reloading shot shells at home is is there more to it um, other than just being familiar with what you're shooting are there other other benefits that people may get out of kind of taking this on themselves and, and learning more about the process? Number one is basically cost savings, um, especially with the volume shooters or, you know, you're, if you're shooting a lot while you're hunting, those loads are pretty expensive too. So being able to have a cost savings to put back into the sport that you love makes it more enjoyable that way. Uh, it's a family bonding time as well. You're able to pass it on from generation to generation. So. Grandpa taught dad, dad taught son or daughter, and basically bringing that, that family together with a great pastime. Mm -hmm. And I think the process is interesting too of reloading because you're really, you're learning about what loads do what, and we talked about that a little bit, but can you touch on maybe the experimentation factor of it too, kind of getting familiar with, with trying different things out, obviously with safety in mind, but um, any any duck hunters listening uh, more than likely pattern their gun. So, and what that means is kind of trying different loads and, and putting on a target and doing a pellet count. So, and that'll go, that all goes back to ethical hunting, clean kill, things like that. But can you talk about that a little bit? Sure. So there's, there's basically a lot of uh, recipes out there. And what I mean by recipes, it's, it's coming from the powder companies. They're the ones that do all the pressure data and do the testing of the components and making sure that it is safe for the general public. Um, Alliant powder is, a, is an option and so is Hodgton powder as well. These guys have tons of recipes out there and you know it's kind of overwhelming once you look at the book and it's like well where do I start? And, and that's where the best option is to give them a call and be able to kind of pick and choose what's in there or what's close to what you're shooting is close to and being able to replicate that. And then from there, that's your starting point. Mm -hmm. And I think just having that connection too, you really get an opportunity to become a better shooter. I think, especially if, if, you're, if you're doing it at home, um, you have more access to, to more shells, more time to practice and things like that. So. Um, do you do you typically hear that from people that reload that they they tend to shoot a bit more? Is it is it typically the more serious shooters? It, it comes. I said it before. It is a cost savings, um, but really you put your savings back into the sport. So what you're getting is more shooting out of the hobby, and and you really don't save money. You just get to enjoy the sport that much more. So which brings it back to being more proficient, knowing your firearm, and and making sure that you're as safe as possible. Mm -hmm. So knowing, knowing what's going into that shell, really having a relationship and learning that side of things, being comfortable with your weapon, obviously practicing, um, you're, you're gonna be set up for success hunting wise. So I, I think that's really important to drive those home. Um, can you talk about metallic reloading? 
Sure. So this is a new avenue MEC jumped into last year. Um, we do have the MEC Marksman, which is our single stage press. Um, we have a patent on the floating shell holder, and it's very universal to accepting anyone's dies out there, uh, any other manufacturers. And it's very sturdy. It's meant for that precision round for your long distance shooting, or it's really dedicated into the hunting market as well. And so metallic reloading, um, just to clarify there, so what we were talking about earlier was reloading shot shells at home, uh, so for a shotgun, obviously. So metallic, can you explain kind of the difference there a little bit? So metallic cartridge is basically what is your rifle or pistol rounds versus a shot shell cartridge. Um, brass, which is more so into the metallic side versus shot shell that has a plastic casing, casing with a, either a steel head or a brass head. So once you get into metallic, it is the whole case is completely made out of brass. So do you, do you find that the people that you talk to kind of are in it for the same reasons for that metallic side as for the uh, shot shells? Is it, is it a lot of target shooters or do you find it's, it's more than one? Or? It's more so on the target side of, of shooting. There is a crossover with hunting as well. And a lot of that is, comes into play is the different matches that are around the U.S. A lot of those matches are at 1,000 yards. So having the truest ammo possible sets you up for sets you up for success on the range, and that's something I, I wanted to talk about too. Is that once again connection to ethical hunting and really being comfortable. Um, obviously, there are a lot of people out there who, whether it's sighting in your sighting in your rifle or or going to test out your shotgun the day before the season starts, or or using older shells or that you might not be familiar with. Um, we're really trying to steer people away from, like I said, getting out there early, um, being comfortable with your firearm, knowing what rounds you're shooting. So I think that all just comes from a safety aspect, just all comes back full circle again with that. So you mentioned kind of target, shoot, target shooting, which um, a lot of friends that I have, it's something that they've gotten into. Um, have you seen that kind of grow um, as far as the popularity and, and maybe getting new people into the sport? This really has grown, uh, especially through 2018. The precision shooting market is one of the fastest growing markets that's out there right now. And again, it's it's a lot of guys wanting to go out there and be able to shoot very accurately at a thousand yards, which it's hard to do when deer season comes around and you're trying to shoot a deer, deer at a hundred yards. So putting in the extra distance, it, it, it becomes challenging, but also fun at the same time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and talking to them, there are some crazy courses and, and challenges they do. There's backpacking ones and things like that. So um, just kind of a cool cool new sport. So, And I think it's also really interesting because you've got, I've seemed to notice it now more than ever, is you've got people who are um, competitively shooting clays or doing the target shooting who don't necessarily hunt, which is fine because they're still, obviously through the taxes and things like that, they're still supporting uh, wildlife and things like that and with a lot of them too it it may be an avenue to maybe get into hunting there may be an intimidation factor with firearms or, or something like that so um, I think that's really important to talk about too is uh, a lot of people are really getting interested in those sports and I think we've seen that uh, really really be a benefit both for hunters in the field um, having truer shots and just for people get getting interested in the outdoors so can you maybe talk about um, we talked about shot shells and metallic reloading. Um, as a reminder, with Sean Wozniak from Mayville Engineering Company, we're talking about kind of their history 
um, and, and what they do as a sponsor for Wild Wisconsin. Can you talk about maybe the opportunity? I, I just touched on it briefly, but maybe especially with, with younger folks, but kind of target shooting, whether it's clays or, or rifles, getting people involved in those sports and, and how important that can be. It, it's very important and kind of what we discussed before, I'll go into a little more detail, but like the SCTP program, the AIM program, 4-H, these are all great avenues for kids getting into it and wanting to experience shooting and <clears throat> basically be trained by trainers and able to enjoy the sport for the first time and be open to the sport. And it kind of plays into why we, why we reload. Um, a lot of these kids are 10, 9, 8 years old, so they're not, they're not growing into their bodies yet. And if you go out there and give them a load that has a decent amount of recoil, well, you just turn that new experience into a bad experience, and you might have turned them off from becoming a shooter down the road. And I just think it's so cool that, that they're thinking about that stuff, and there are ways that you can kind of make it easier for people to get into these sports too. So to rewind a little bit, you mentioned SCTP and AIM. Can you, can you talk a little bit about more about those? Mm -hmm. So SCTP is Scholastic Clay Target Program. This program is found throughout the U.S. and it basically gives kids a platform to compete against other kids um, versus competing against adults. <clears throat> so this, this portion or this program has definitely been growing through Wisconsin, Minnesota, uh, Michigan, Illinois. So just just locally around here, but also throughout the U.S. it's been growing. And I think it's a really good opportunity. We'll share links to those programs too um, in the description for the podcast. But if you're interested, if, if you're passionate about the sports or even just the outdoors, um, I know there are a lot of volunteer opportunities there. Um, so I would really encourage you to check that out. Uh, whether you're mentoring someone or, or coaching a team or something like that. So uh, so what about AIM? Is that is that a similar program? Similar program. Uh, again, that's more so touched into the Amateur Trap Association as well. There's a partnership there. Um, I kind of want to touch on a little bit even our state high school, high schools and the population growing for, for within the shooting industry there. A lot more schools are being open to having um, shooting as a scholastic sport. And that's great to see as well, because it's, again, you're opening up um, the potential of new, new shooters, new hunters to the market. And again, they're starting at a younger age. And then from there, they, they're building their way up through school. And it's something we've really seen grow on the archery side with NASP, the National Archery in the Schools Program. So I think it'd really be great um, if we can see these programs continue to gr grow and kind of give, give kids an appreciation for the sport and and I mean, at the end of the day, just, just getting them outdoors. So uh, like I mentioned, lots of volunteer opportunities. Um, definitely look into those programs. Obviously, Wisconsin with NASP uh, regularly is sending people to nationals. I'm, I'm sure that's the case with these other programs, too. I know Wisconsin has a lot of pride um, in those sports and those types of things, uh, depending on who you ask. But um, So we mentioned a little bit about the, the clay target thing uh, with the school team. So... Can you talk about, we'll rewind a little bit here again, uh, clay target machines and kind of from a very basic level, someone who says, what the heck is that? Mm -hmm. So, And maybe you might not be familiar with it. Can you can you talk a little bit about those? Sure. So our, our clay target machines are basically what are throwing the targets the kids are shooting or adults are shooting. 
And we, get, we again also have a base unit, which is our 100E, 100E series machine. That's, that's more so meant for small club or backyard shooting. And so you can go from testing your loads or setting up your reloader and, and reloading to one of the clay target machines, take that out back and be able to shoot the target with something that you made. So being able to have that connection and, and be able to repeat it is the nice thing with reloading in, in one of our clay target machines. So that, that's our base unit, which is our 100E series. And then we have uh, basically commercial grade or gun club grade machines, and those go up to 500 capacity as well. Um, so we, we have a wide range from a back, basically a small club backyard shooter all the way up to the commercial gun club. So when you say backyard shooter, uh, what do you mean by that? I think people may have varying levels of familiarity with, with clay pigeon shooting, and we'll, we'll talk a little bit about uh, maybe how it can help your hunting and other things, but can you maybe talk about the difference there? Sure. So if, if I was going to have you come over this weekend and we were wanted to test out some loads and basically uh, practice because hunting season is just around the corner, this is what I'm referring to as a backyard shooter. You're, you're going on your own personal property, um, setting up a machine and, and practicing different targets just so you get get familiar back in the swing and get ready for hunting season. Mm -hmm. And then versus a gun club and range, um, do they tend to have more like courses and things like that? There would be additional machines, different courses. Um, this would be more set up for like a sporting clay range and basically like a walkthrough where you had different stations set up. So a little more elaborate versus just having a single machine at, at your at your own property. Mm -hmm. And if you are a bird hunter, whether that's duck, pheasant, um, whatever, obviously the backyard is great. Uh, but when you get to some of those courses, it's really gonna start to simulate. It's obviously not gonna give you the exact pattern of a blue-winged teal, which I don't know if anything can give that, but just kind of helping you become a better shooter, like we've mentioned a couple times before, um, really being respectful to the animal through being comfortable with the firearm, um, ethical harvest. Um, but I think it's just really fun, once again, a really fun way for people to maybe dip their toe into the sport if they're not sure if they wanna go hunting, but they realize that they may be interested in clay target shooting. Uh, I think there's lots of resources out there for them too. And, and I mean, at the end of the day, it's just super fun. Um, whether you, you grab a couple friends and head out after work one night and do a course or things like that or, or take someone new to it. but So I think really, really cool there. Um, so technology-wise, can you give kind of an overview of the clay target machine? So we mentioned that kind of reloading at home started with the founders, uh, was it 1950s? Yep. 1950s. So have clay target machines, have they been around for a while or is that... There's some history here as well. Um, back in the day, they used to be half-cock or three-quarter-cock hand traps where you actually had to have people out there pulling the targets, throwing, basically cocking the machine, and when, when the shooter said pull, releasing the target. Um, we've come, come a long way since then. Yeah, from a safety <laughs> issue. <laughs> depends on how good of a shot you are, but that sounds like it could have been problematic at times. So current styles, or our current models, uh, we do have basically a wireless release system. So you have a receiver on the machine and then a transmitter in your hand, and you're able to just hit the button on the transmitter to release the target. Um, that, that's the most technologically advanced that we do have right now. Um, a lot of clubs still use pull cords, so that's a cord that runs from the machine all the way up to the shooting station, 
And when the shooter says pull, again, you hit the button and it releases the target. Yeah, so from a safety issue, um, obviously that, that remote target is, is a good thing, uh, both at gun clubs and all that and, and at home. So I think we're lucky that it's kind of made those advances. So mech shooting sports, I think you guys, I think it's interesting because once again, you're within this larger company, but um, are there things that you guys are doing on social media or things like that to kind of spread the word about what we're talking today, like getting kids involved and, and learning more about what you're shooting? Most, most definitely. I mean, a lot of the new era coming in is really driven by technology and, and social media. So we want to be able to relate and, and be in front of um, a lot of the new kids coming in and some of the adults that are tech savvy. So we, we are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, we do have YouTube videos for our how-to videos, uh, service videos, and, and a lot that just deals with the product, giving everyone kind of a, a picture and of how to use the product as well. Mm -hmm. So one thing I like to do uh, before we start to wrap up here is I usually ask the guests to kind of one thing. What's one thing you could tell someone? Uh, maybe it's someone who's not familiar with clay target shooting or who may be intimidated by the sport. So Sean, is there one thing um, maybe that you would tell them if you had the opportunity? It is, it is a lot simpler to do than you think. And, and that's the number one thing I hear when we see or show new, new reloaders, new shooters coming into the market of how to reload. It's, is it that easy? And it really is. Yeah, I guess the thing I would just briefly touch on before we start to wrap up here is just um, if you know someone who maybe you've tried to get them into hunting or into the outdoors and they may be maybe not so into it, uh, they may have some, some preconceptions there, but I think clay target shooting and target shooting is just a really interesting way to kind of get them involved. So we talked about SCTP, the AIM program, 4-H programs. I think just really being familiar with, with what's out there as far as, I actually just did a wing shooting uh, course through the DNR this past weekend. So you're getting hands-on instruction, um, you're learning safe practices, you don't, you don't have to go it alone. So I think it's just a really interesting way to get people involved um, in the outdoors and in shooting sports. So um, I guess we'll, we'll start wrapping up here too. Um, so as a reminder, you can find our podcasts on the Wild Wisconsin webpage, so that's dnr.wi.gov, keywords Wild Wisconsin. Uh, as a reminder, MEC is a sponsor for this year's web series. It's going to be coming out in early September. Um, it's August right now, so like I mentioned, we're, we're super pumped for that, um, everything from public land hunting. Uh, we're also going to actually have our duck and pheasant guy come back out and, and hang out with Sean to shoot some clay pigeons and hopefully get you ready for waterfall and pheasant season, so we're looking forward to that, so stay tuned. But um, other than that, we've also got our iTunes and Stitcher pages, so you can find those at dnr.wi.gov, keyword connect. Um, other than that, just um, the outdoors, we can't overstate how important it is to get new people involved. Um, people like Sean um, and these programs are really, really making that easier and giving people some familiarity with, with what they can do at home and, and how they can get involved. So um, thanks for joining us today, Sean. Thank you. Um, and stay tuned. We will see you on the next episode of the Wild Wisconsin Off the Record Podcast.